Hey guys, it's Robert Gardner with the Robert Gardner Wellness Podcast. I've got Jennifer Brooks here with mattmagic.com. Also, Jennifer, just above you is your website and just below you is your social media, mainly your Facebook and Instagram. I put that information there. Perfect. So what's going on? Ooh, I just, ooh, <laughs> yeah, I want. <laughs> so being in the Reboot group, we see a lot of posts where people are like, I'm not sure if I want to do the three-hour mats or I don't think my clients will pay for it or yeah. uh, whatever obstacles they're, they're putting in front of themselves. I just want to say back in April, we made that full switch to doing the mat-based work. We changed our business name. In June, we introduced the three-hour mat at a two-hour price. Our books were completely filled in June with three-hour mat sessions. In July, I raised the price just a little bit, just to like prepare people to when it's going to be the full mat price, full three-hour price, which would be two hundred and forty dollars. Um, still fully booked with the three-hour mats. Come the next month, we went to the full price. The three-hour mats dropped a little bit, but those that had tried it still continue to do it. The ones that are curious about it, they come in and do it. Some of them are starting with the two hour just because it's more affordable. But once they've had that two hour, they're like, yeah, I want, I want the three. Yep. So don't put obstacles in your way. You don't know what your clients want, what they need, what they can afford. And they don't know if they want it, need it, or can afford it until it's presented to them. Yeah, don't choose for the clients. I try to get the students to do what they want, whatever yeah. that is. If they take my work and they go, I, I mean, this mad thing's kind of weird, right? I just want to work on a table. And I go, great. Work on a table. Use the stuff. Use the tools. Yeah. Work on a table. Change it. And they wind up with some service that's like deep compression <laughs> stretch therapy you know pain relief and they go man this is amazing my clients are freaking out and i go yeah and i know if they keep doing it on the table they're gonna go oh man that's why he's trying to get us on the mat because once they start using their legs more they're they're what i call i'll hold up my knee and go my elbow on steroids <laughs> my forearm on steroids yeah. They go, oh, that's why. If I try to yeah. tell them, well, there's more mobility on a mat, that doesn't really work. They have to see it in practice. I went, just like I went up to Yelm to teach a class. Has that been two years ago? Yeah, it's been two years. Okay. I went to Arkansas and taught intro and table tie. It was the first in-person class, like in a group that I had taught in a year. I've been in isolation with four camera angles, wireless audio, graphics, you know, teaching over the internet, private live streams, group live streams. People are right. still saying, well, we can't learn online. And I'm like, okay. And I'm like, I just keep doing what I'm doing because it's working. Yeah. And when I talked to the students in Arkansas, I was a bit taken aback because I've taught intro and table tie in some form since... I mean, 10 years ago or more. And 
it's still the foundational curriculum, but being butt up against massage therapists in a group in another state, I realized just how far beyond massage my work had evolved, where I'm no longer speaking the same language. I'm having to change words to be able to try to convey to them what I'm doing because they're like, what the hell is this map thing? And then beyond that, they're like, he keeps raving on about social media and video production. And like, I don't, I don't even have a website. Like the difference between me and the average therapist in the industry and the average student in class was so vast that I have to pare it down and use language differently to try to convey what it is we're doing and why. A lot of these therapists are yeah. just service providers. They're just doling out a massage. They're not communicating with the client. They're not working on specific pain stuff. And I'm going, how do they survive? Yeah, we just had, or I just had a client come in and this is the first time I've gotten this comment, which was so interesting. They she did a 90 minute mat and she chose that because she'd never heard of it before and had been reading reviews about us, other people's comments in our local Facebook group. And so the interest was sparked. She came in and tried it. And she, when she was done, she's like, well, that wasn't massage, but that was better. But it's the first time I've heard somebody say that's not massage to us. Like, I know you get that a lot, but it was the first time the comment had been made to us and by someone who's not a therapist, someone who has received massage yeah. a lot. And yeah. her, her take on it was like, yep, yeah, I want to keep doing that. That was better. The clients, the apprentices here in town do work and I hear feedback from them in a much more ongoing way because I'm with them weekly doing trainings and working with them. And I keep repeating the fact that the clients aren't the problem. It's the massage therapist. The massage therapists are the ones who push back. Yeah. Massage therapists are the ones who don't like it. And fundamentally it's because it's different. That's all has nothing to do with my personality, has nothing yeah. to do with me being a white guy. All those things factor in, but they're like, well, we don't, we don't like that you're changing things. And I go, okay, next. I don't get negative feedback from clients. My, my bank account keeps growing. Yeah. And I'm like, the clients never go, well, you know, I was really just hoping to get a massage. They're like, dude, what you do is amazing. This is like, why isn't this everywhere? And I'm like, yeah. uh, massage therapists keep telling me it's not massage. And they're like, what? Oh my God, are you serious? I have asked why nobody else is doing what we're doing. And I mean, it's, I'm like, well, because... We're taught one thing in school and it's been taught this way for so long, people can't get out of that box yeah. and try something that is, I don't want to say revolutionary, but, but it kind of is. is. And it is. So here's the deal. I, I say this all the time. 
I'm in an industry full of boxers. They have a jab and an uppercut. And then Hoist Gracie walks into the ring, dodges one punch, puts them in a chokehold, brings them to the mat and says, I'm going to rip your arm out of socket unless you tap out. Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu. That's what I'm teaching in the industry, and that's why there's so much pushback. Because they're like, but this isn't, we don't have the structure. We, like, in schools, we, we don't do, and I'm like, okay, listen, I understand that this isn't what you're taught in core curriculum. I'm going to update the body work. We're going to keep all the anatomy and physiology and health and hygiene, and we're going to update the body work. The difference is I can do table work or mat work with equal ease. I know both. The industry as a whole, there is no facility in the United States, period, that would allow students to do what I'm teaching. Right. They, they won't allow it. They're like, this isn't massage. And then I go, great. So we don't need licenses in all 50 states. Sounds good to me. The students who do the work, I never hear, well, my clients don't want to pay for the three hour. My clients don't, I don't know, they're not really into it. They just want a massage. I don't hear that. I hear the clients who are in pain going, dude, this is amazing. And they seem to want more. The problem is, why would a massage therapist want to deal with the judgment of their colleagues, peers, and other massage therapists, not the public? Why does a massage therapist want to step out on their own and get judged by every massage therapist in their town? Because they dared to do something different. How dare you stand out? How dare you be different? You know, but it's worked to our advantage by being different, by standing out. Like we are being referred to by chiropractors, by physical therapists, by your general practitioner, because, and they're saying, because what we do is different. What we do is getting down to the root of the problem, helping them change their patterns and figure out what they are doing in their daily life that is causing the pain issues so that what we work on on the mat then carries over into their everyday and they're doing that for themselves i mean netflix is you know common now that subscription model there's disney plus and hulu and other things I always see that meme where it's like the grandma at the walker and it's like, I remember when Netflix used to come in the mail and they're like, oh, are you okay, grandma? You know. Hey, I'm that grandma. <laughs> I don't know. I, I, and I laugh because I'm 44 and I, I remember that as well. People are resistant to change. It doesn't matter if the change long-term benefits them. People still kind of reminisce about, I don't know, albums in the 70s. They, well, the, the artwork was bigger. You know, it's like people just resist change. They don't like it. They're not mm -hmm. particularly fond of it. I mean, and, my, and myself included sometimes. Facebook changes their ad manager thing, and I'm like, why are you destroying my life? Just mat-based work. Don't worry about it being Thai, energy, theory, pain science, biomechanics, mat. 
Think about the message to the average massage therapist who has been completely encultured to table work. And I come in and go, yeah, we're doing something different now. Here's a mat. Think about how unsettling that is to their consciousness. It's, it's scary. Yeah. At first, I remember thinking, what are you going to do on this thing? Yep. <laughs> and how do I massage on yep. a mat? And it was having to change that way of thinking of, I'm not doing the sliding glides. I'm doing something deeper. Table base and effleurage. If you take away the table and take away effleurage, you just took a, a competent massage therapist and turned them into an infant. They have no idea what they're doing. They don't understand like what, like what, what techniques are we using? And I'm like, primarily compression and mobility. And they go, well, my client has upper back and neck pain. And I'm like, put them on their side. And they go, well, we didn't yeah. learn side lying in school. And I go, I know, but we're going we're gonna to do something a little different now. Now, the reason I call my knee an elbow on steroids is because if I just show them how to use their knee, they're like, I don't understand. We don't, we don't use our knees. We weren't taught to do that in school. Make sense? You have to connect mm -hmm. it to what they already know. The reason I'm having a better result by putting anatomy on screen is because I have to connect the work to the stuff that the therapists already know. If I just used lots of yoga props and was teaching people breathing exercises and doing the same manual yeah. therapy and manual assists, the massage therapist won't want it because they're going to go, I don't understand. This is like yoga. And I'm like, this is just a further expression of what I've been teaching you. And you're not understanding that I don't have any interest in doing massage. I'm trying to help people with a chronic pain and mobility problem, but you have to connect in a way that they're familiar with our, our therapist familiar with the mat. No, no. Are they familiar with suspension and I'm standing on people? Outside of Ashiyatsu, no. And it's, this is it's, it's dangerous. Are they familiar with somebody who makes video obsessively and continues bombing all of his social media, including TikTok, with like video of the stuff? No. All the categorizations, I continue to connect it to what they know. I'm going to show you how to use your elbow on steroids, and they go. Oh, so the knee is like a bigger, yeah, it is. It's kind of like a bigger elbow. If I don't do that, it completely loses them. They're like, this guy's a madman. I don't, this isn't like, this is so different. Like this isn't, and I'm like, yes, we're going to solve a problem in a radically new way. The feedback I get isn't that it isn't works. The feedback is, but this isn't what we're used to selling. And I'm like, correct. I'm going to teach you how to do it for $7 a month. And they go, but we can't learn online. I'm mm -hmm. like, I know, I know you think that, but we have new shit now, including four camera angles and anatomy on screen. And you can work with us live in groups. Now, remember how I said the mat was weird to begin with? Now try to, in their brain, somebody's new, they've never, they've never talked to me. They're seeing this podcast for the first time. They're seeing this video. How the hell are they going to understand 
when when they're over here? How are they going to understand that and process it? They have to see it. They, well, they have to feel it. And then they go, oh, but there's nobody to work on me. And I go, okay, so get the people in your community, licensed or otherwise. I'm going to train you live. It's only going to cost $100 a month. And they're like, wait, what? You mean they don't have to have a license? And I'm like, I don't know. You get people who can work on you, and I will teach them how to work on you. And they're like, but they don't have to pay? And I'm like, how do I explain it, Jennifer? It's going to take time. It'll take years for the industry to understand yeah. what we've done. That's all. It's just a different way of working. It solves a pain management yeah. and mobility issue. Your clients In like fact, it. It does. And so I have that uh, 70 year. Oh, yeah, I have that 70 year old client that I've been posting some videos of. It used to be she only would do table work. She couldn't relax on the table. Like never. She just, her body never relaxed on the table. And so I was like, you know, why don't we, why don't we try the mat? Let's, let's just give it a try. And so she got on it and her body actually relaxed. She couldn't, something she couldn't do on the table, but she got on the mat and it was just like her body was able to let go. And she's had sciatic issues that runs into the front of her groin area. It makes it hard for her to get out of bed, get out of her car. Since being on the mat and working those issues, which I wouldn't have been able to do on the table just because of some of the positions we get in, now she is pain-free getting up out of bed, pain-free getting out of the car. Like she can actually make those movements and not have to, you know, stop and catch herself or move slow so that she's not creating more injury to something that's already in pain. She's freely moving. And she has said, you know, I got her on the video, which was hilarious. I didn't even think that something like that would happen is, you know, she was talking. She's like, you know, you, you convinced me to get on here. And this was the best thing I could have done for myself is get on this mat because you can get that the pressure, the leverage and the positions that I need to feel better. I have no issues with clients. The issues I have are massage therapists going, but this is too different. But they never tell me, they're like, Robert, this seems ineffective. Slide and glide is ineffective. Ooh, ooh. <laughs> Ooh, ooh, boo, kiss, boo. I, I'm just going to cut that clip and put it on Instagram stories so I get a bunch of hate mail. I mean, it's true. It's, it feels nice on the table. That's it. Once you get up, anything that you had experienced with that slide on the table, you get up, you get in your car, it's gone. It doesn't last. We've had some discussions recently and in my practice, one of the things I 
targeted was like pain relief and mobility. I never went after a relaxation market. I never yeah. talked about relaxation. I never focused on relaxation. I didn't mention rela relaxation. It was never, you know, I'm Robert Gardner. I'm going to deliver the most relaxing session. It's three hours long. I just don't do that. And then apprentices and students started debating, like, is the work on a mat more relaxing? And some of them were like, absolutely. Like, I can't even, like, I hate getting table massage now. It's just the most ineffective, you know, thing. And I think some of it has to do with preconceived notions and expectations. Yeah. The reason I didn't sell massage and the reason I didn't sell relaxation was I knew that they were going to come in and try to compare it to whatever else they had received. If I worked on a mat and didn't use effleurage, the client was going to go, well, I don't understand why this guy does something different. And I just went, well, even though I'm a licensed massage therapist, I'm working on pain relief and mobility. And they're like, oh, why? Well, I got this back pain. I'm like, oh, okay. Tell me about the back pain. And then if they give me five minutes, they were like, dude, this is way, like, you got into my stuff, like, real fast within five minutes. Like, my, my upper back and neck already feel better from five minutes. I can't imagine what another two hours and 55 minutes would do. People can have a debate, but I think it also depends on the person's body. I'm not getting rid of the table. I'm not getting rid of effleurage. I'm not getting rid of massage chains. I'm not getting rid of Swedish. I'm just saying there's an alternative. There's other stuff that we can do. There's other services that can be sold to the public and packaged in different ways that's beneficial to the therapists and beneficial to the clients. Yeah. It's funny that you, you talk about the not marketing relaxation because I have it separate on, on our website or rather on our booking thing that if they are booking a table, it's relaxation. If they are booking a mat, it's pain relief, it's treatment work. And I still have people that book the relaxation massage wanting treatment work and I will start out doing mat on the table so that they can get that feeling of oh this is what you're actually you know this is what you're you're trying to achieve is something different but i've had so many clients during those three hour massages that are they are knocked out snoring on the mat because we work slowly and deeply and we are getting that parasympathetic response that people are seeking with that table relaxation but when they're on the mat and we're doing that deeper work and they're getting that relaxation, they're also being that the treatment work, they're getting the pain relief and that double whammy really, I think sets the whole thing apart because when you look at Thai massage and you look at the Thai massage videos or traditional Thai, you see these people being thrown around pretty quickly and moved around in these stretches that and I've heard from other clients that are painful because it's just, it's such a fast moving therapy session where what we're doing on the mat ends up being slow and controlled and at their pace, their body gets to relax 
and get that whole treatment of, you know, when they're in that parasympathetic response of relaxing, we can actually get deeper and more effective work done on them. But I don't want to, you know, promote it as relaxation massage either. <laughs> the, the challenge was, was going out into a massage marketplace and going, hey, I do massage and trying to stand out. Yeah. At most, via my website, I said, listen, I do Thai massage and then tons of photos and videos. Matt base, there was no table on the menu of services. It got to the point where it was like the only services available was a three-hour reboot and a 90-minute belly reboot. They're like, oh my God, what the hell is this guy doing? Yeah. And it, it wasn't for everybody, but the people who liked it were like, dude, this shit is amazing. Dude, this, why, why isn't this everywhere? Yeah. And that's the question we get. Why aren't more people doing it? Why isn't this more available in other places? Because massage therapists are followers. They're not leaders. Massage therapists are afraid to stand out because not because they're afraid of the judgment of the public. They're afraid of the judgment of their teachers, school owners, professional organizations, other massage therapists. They're afraid of the haterade that's going to come when they actually follow their dreams and do what they want to do. Because, well, it's different. How dare they think massage therapists are crabs in a bucket. You try to stand out and they're grabbing you and pulling you back in. There's space in the marketplace. It's not just my work. Watsu, aquatic therapies, therapeutic flight, yoga therapy blended with Thai massage. Like, not just my work. Uh, Lomi Lomi. How much, how much Lomi Lomi is, is really available in the U.S. marketplace? Not a lot. I think and I know of two practitioners in a 50-mile radius. The marketplace is going to diversify. And you and I and our practices are a part of that differentiation. There will have to be enough therapists doing mat work, kicking ass, taking names, making video at scale, where the rest of the industry goes, oh shit. Like, we, we're, not, we're not set up for this mat thing, but all these people are requesting it now. When therapists see other people winning, that's when they want to do it, because now it's safe. But they don't want to be the early adopter. They don't want to be the person that stands out and gets a bunch of hate mail like me. Make sense? Mm-hmm. Like, massage therapists didn't become massage therapists to, like, break the mold and be entrepreneurs. They became massage therapists to deliver the service that they were taught in school to be able to help their clients doing a handy-dandy fancy massage. Yep. And I mean, my experience in school, I don't even feel like what we learned did a fancy massage. We really, I really felt like what we were being taught was to do a specific routine and be able to work at a massage and be. Yeah. I mean, talk about really being put in a box. Well, core box. curriculum is limited. I mean, we had like, some classes that went over injury treatment and how to specifically like target those areas, but it was such a quick 
course that there was no like really learning it and integrating it. It was, here's your, here's your formula. Just do this. Yeah. The school owners and the infrastructure is designed to get therapists to get their license, to be able to do a massage safely and to go ahead and pass the MBLEX and, and get started. The therapists yeah. are expected to do continuing education with people like me and continue to develop nuance in their practice and all the myriad forms that they could develop, which goes way beyond my work, a ton of other styles. There's not enough time in core curriculum. I asked Kristen flat out, Kristen has worked with me for three years and her sessions are just starting to really cook. I mean, they were okay before, but she'll work on me and my arm. I'm like, dude, I, I'm almost a little regretful that I taught her. That's how, <laughs> that's how intense it is sometimes. I asked her point blank. I said, somebody just finished massage school. They got 500 hours of training, Kristen. Now they want to do my work. How long do they need to study with me? How many hours? Core curriculum is 500 hours. And she was like, oh, well, it's, I mean, but people learn at different speeds. I'm like, I know. I understand people learn at different speeds, but they just finished 500 hours in school. How many hours do they need with me? And she's like, at least a thousand. I mean, I know I practiced and studied and watched all of your videos and, you know, did your, got your workbooks and your DVDs. And it was two years, two and a half years before I actually integrated into my business because I wanted to know what I was doing, be prepared and be confident. And that wasn't going to happen in one three day live. No. Class. The students, when they come in and take intro tie or table tie, they think I'm just giving them a supplement to their practice. And I'm going, no, I'm trying to bring you over here. Yeah. That is why I supplement so heavy digitally via video, live streams, group live streams, private live streams, workbooks, DVDs, online CE classes, ongoing, vault access, every class I've taught since 2017. And now they're going, but it's too much stuff. I can't watch it all. And I go, and I will do this for the rest of my life. Now, what do they watch? My video cut out right at the end of what you were saying. <laughs> so, so what do they watch? You say they don't have to watch it all. What do they have they to watch? Yeah. You know, what, what I do when I'm going through the vault is looking specifically for, and not all of them are titled specifically enough that you can do this, but if I'm like, okay, I've got this person that has a carpal tunnel, issues. I will go look for the videos that have carpal tunnel in the title mm -hmm. and get like, I'll watch through it. I'll practice on myself. So I kind of have a feeling of what it is, the techniques are that I'm using. And then I apply that on my, my client. Like I had one that had trigger thumb and a lot of the stuff that you do for carpal tunnel is the exact same thing you're going to do for trigger finger, trigger thumb. 
So I was just able to take that application and put it with them and get them relief. So yeah, there's a lot of video in there and a lot of it's titled specifically enough that you can say, okay, okay I need to know this thing and I can go learn that technique and just take one or two pieces out of that video and apply it in your practice. I continue to make specific CE courses on specific pain problems, and I'm getting ready to add the reference course. There's going to be a map of the human body. They're going to click on the shoulder, and it's going to say anterior deltoid. And I'm going to show an anterior deltoid video on a table, on a mat, with suspension and self-care. And the student will come in, they will watch that one video on a table, watch it on a mat and go, holy shit, what the hell is, oh my God, I've never seen suspension, I've never seen, oh my God. And you know what? Very rarely will they go and watch an entire intro tie class or table tie class. Because I have tried. <laughs> I have tried, but I'm like, oh, this is boring and it's so long that I'll like just skip through a lot of what's happening and try to get to areas in that video that are relevant to what I'm you doing at the moment. are more likely to use the reference course, and that's why I'm building it. Yeah. I've, I've done everything I can to, to break it down, and here's the deal. That 700 pages of sequence manuals and nine DVDs was to get them started just so they understand how to use their body on a mat. And then I go, cool, now that you know how to use your body on a mat, now let's apply it to specific issues. Because they're like, well, how do I work on this? And how do I work on that? And I'm like, it depends on where your client has pain. And they're like, what? I'm like, how do I explain jazz and improvisation to someone who's still learning scales? Practice. I'm teaching them a mat-based discipline, and they work on a table. It takes time. That's, that's all I can say. I'm going to keep working at it. It's growing. It's building. It's good. I make it better. When I break it down and you click on anterior deltoid, shoulder pain, and it goes table, mat, suspension, self-care. How much easier can I make it? That, I mean, that feels like, you know, mat based for idiots. <laughs> no, and the thing is, like, I'm trying to give the students the information in the form that they can understand it, process it. And then also there's a speed issue. If they have to, yeah. if they have to flip through a video and they're like, man, I can't find the shoulder thing. It'd be right. much easier for them to just click on the shoulder, which is what I'm working towards. When I shoot those videos, people were telling me to repackage stuff. I'm like, nope, can't, nope, nope, nope. And they're like, why? Dude, you're going to, dude, if you shoot, you're going to take one muscle and shoot four videos? And I'm like, yeah. And they're like, dude, that's a huge amount of time. And I go, listen, I have to put the anatomy in the video. If I don't have the anatomy in the video, they, they lose it. They don't have a frame of reference. The video yeah. we're shooting now is from four camera angles. They need to see what I'm doing on a table from four camera angles with anatomy on screen, and I'm addressing just the anterior deltoid. Now, 
do that for 300 muscles across the entire mm -hmm. human body and that reference course is sitting there and you see what my business looks like two years from now. Just the thought of all of that work is like, but the ability to have that reference model and be able to go in and click on something and even be able to do that while I might be in with a client and say, Hey, I'm, you know, like, let me double check on this technique. I want to make sure I'm offering you the best that I can so that you walk out of here pain-free. Let's like doctors one times pull up Google. Hey, now I'm going to pull up Robert Gardner. Yep. The, the other point is Liv has seen this because Liv is doing private trainings with me. Essentially a similar camera setup, but when I press a button, I'm flipping images. So if she asks for stuff on the peroneals, I flip up peroneus longus and peroneus brevis as I'm working, but I'm here working right. on a model. And then I'm watching her work on Christian, her son live. We're doing a one-on-one -on -one consult. She's getting a direct answer to her question, showing how I'm leveraging mechanics on the mat. And she just like turns everything off when we're done and goes, oh my God, Robert just answered my question and I didn't even have to leave my studio. And I go, yeah. And she can see it and go, oh my, like, why does she want to pay hundreds of dollars to like travel? when she can do it from the comfort of her studio and save money. Yeah. That takes time. The, the stuff I'm teaching is already pretty weird. I, I think about this sometimes. Do you have a lot of regrets in business? Not doing the mat base sooner. I like that. I'll cut that. I'll make that a little <laughs> clip. <laughs> I think about it sometimes. I don't tend to live in the past. I'm very like, here where we are now and then let's make it better the past well we did the best we could i got divorced okay well you did the best you could okay like relationships come and go like well i didn't you know help as many i'm like okay but you did that like what you can't go back right so i yeah. tend to focus on the present and go make it make it better when i think about it sometimes the only thing i start to regret is the amount of time i have lost being irritated or upset about the opinions of losers in the massage industry who call me names and say bad things and screenshot stuff and call me fat, and, you know, like all sorts of weird stuff. The amount of time I spent irritated about that is the only thing I think of that I'm like, oh, I wish I could have done something different. I want my time back. Increasingly, I'm like, I don't care what you think. And that makes people even more angry because you're supposed to kowtow to social pressure. You're supposed to, no, we were taught to do it this way. And I'm like, well, I mean, that's cool, but we're going to, this is continuing education. We're going to, we're going to do things a little different. I'm mm -hmm. going to use I'm going to show you how to use your elbow on steroids. I, I watch a lot of Bob Ross now. I'm working on it. I'm working <laughs> on it, man. I'm, I'm like, change your language, Robert. Your language is too harsh. You're making people angry. You're too much like the drill instructor <laughs> from Full Metal Jacket. You got a Bob Hart, you got a Bob Ross nougaty center, warm hearted thing, but you got to, you got to, you got to like down, you got to pull just a little bit. You got to pull down the drill instructor from Full Metal Jacket. You got to go towards, you know, the Bob Ross thing. 
And I go, it's an, it's an elbow on steroids. And I'm amazed at how quickly these therapists go, oh, wow, a new tool. But you have to connect it to what they know. That's the reason for the anatomy. That's the reason for the ongoing video production tying it into things they've seen before. It's why I stress video production for so many of the students. The more people in the industry see it, the more they're gonna have to, God damn it, these goddamn map people are like, oh, but we won't go away. Because it's like, I'm not hearing it's ineffective. I'm hearing, why the hell aren't other therapists doing this? And I'm like, because they don't know about it yet. That's all. Yeah. But it's, you know, it's getting out there. I recently saw one of our local here in Yelm therapists talking about on her stories, you know, as she's trying to find her own niche, some of the continuing ed that she was looking at. And one of them, she happened to mention mat-based therapy. And at first I was like, oh no, honey, that, that's my niche in this town. <laughs> And then I was like, but you know, if that's what she wants to learn, I want her to learn it. Come learn with me. Let's, let's do this together because I believe in community over competition. The, the marketplace, even in Yelm is vast. Yeah. How many more clients would you have to have to be like, just completely booked? You couldn't even take new clients. How many more clients um, would you have to have? I'm almost, we're almost there. Like. It was initially that you couldn't book with me for six weeks and Ian was getting all like the last minute clients. Well, now he's booked out or getting booked out and I'm getting booked out that, you know, people are now looking ahead three weeks for both of us. And this is generally like September, October it can generally be a little slow because of school and stuff, but we're not, we're not really seeing that for us because we're doing something different and that's yeah. what people see the the hardest thing and I, I work on this myself that competition thing massage therapists are very like crabs in a bucket they're worried about competition they're worried somebody's going to stand out and take clients and they're going to not going to stand out and be special or you know whatever and it's like man listen there's just there's too many people in pain yeah I can't even touch the Austin marketplace, not even touch. I started teaching because I was like, dude, yeah. you're going to go nuts. Like you're going to, you're going to be in session six hours a day, four days a week. And you're going to have a very distinct idea that you're helping 20 people and they're living great lives, but I want to help, you know, 10,000 people yeah. and I can help other therapists. If the therapists start forming in groups, DE party, continuing education party. And now we have satellite groups and those satellite groups have 10 therapists per group and there's 50 states. So let's say there's 10 and there's 50 states. We'll just say there's one per state just to make it easy. Oh, okay. Now every CE party at class I have, a hundred people pay and 500 people study with me per class. I can't put 500 students in a room, but I can put no. 10 <laughs> and I could have you lead and have you be lead therapist. And then they're studying with you 
and then more people are getting the work and they're like, but, but, but people start to do this. They come into my business and they're like, dude, but you're creating a problem. And I'm like, what's the problem? They're like, dude, people are, there's going to be competition, bro. If this works, people are, people are going to steal your stuff. And I'm like, they're going to steal the stuff I've been trying to give away for 12 years on YouTube. <laughs> take it. <laughs> I've been trying to get you to take it it's for 12 funny when, years. When we think about, <laughs> you know, when we think about competition in this, this style, but okay, this is one style. We're all, it, you, we'll just use Yelm as an example. We have 10 massage therapists here. 10 massage therapists all doing basically the same thing. Are they competing against each other because they all do the same style? No. So if all 10 of us were doing map based, are we competing e against each other because we're doing the same style? No. <laughs> but now we can actually get work on each other <laughs> if all 10 of us were doing it. Not that I see that happening. Imagine creating a new market and having so many clients that you're literally pushing clients away to other therapists. You're selecting the clients you want to work with. Yeah. Your, your, your abundance is so, there's so much money and there's so many clients. You're like, oh, I, I need a little more time to drink coffee. I want to focus <laughs> on the quality of my Arabica beans and how they are freshly ground and read a book. Like, I love you guys, but please, like, I have to push clients to you. I don't want to worry about where the rent money comes from. Yeah. Like, I'm in, I'm in Austin. I, I, dude, I get tons of, like, oh, man. <laughs> My own city, like, for whatever reason, therapists, a lot of therapists don't like me. And I go, What? And, and then people are like, dude, why do they, why do they dislike you so much? And I go, I don't know. I mean, I guess cause I'm doing something different and I'm very unapologetic about it. I'm like, but here's the thing. I had to tell them like, have they met me? Have they hung out with me? Have they asked me for business advice? Have they come in for training? Have they like, if a therapist wrote me today and said, listen, I'm dying. Like it's COVID. I, I need clients. My hands are killing me. You know, can you work on me? And I go, oh yeah, let's like figure out a time. And they're like, well, how much is it? And I'm like, it's like 300 a session. And they're like, oh, but I can't afford it. And I'm like, okay, what can you afford? And they're like, I could afford a hundred. I'm like, all right, well, let's just book the session. I've never turned anyone away because of cost. There's a reason the subscription service is $7 a month. Because I yeah. figured every broke therapist in America could afford it. Now, what they don't like is, well, he keeps making video and he stands out and he's doing something and he's very arrogant about what he does and how good it is and how much better it is than, than what I do. And I'm like, no, it's just different. But do you see how I have to change the language? Fame. Yeah. They're, they're making a judgment based on the fact that they saw a video and I said something they didn't like. That's one clip out of 1,300 videos on my YouTube channel. You can go back to see where I started at video one when I, I wasn't confident. I didn't know what I was doing. The, the video quality wasn't this good. There were certainly no graphics on the screen. And if you continue watching video, you're like, oh. Yep. And yeah. even just in the three years that I've been watching you, a lot of 
of the video quality and, and how it's produced has changed. Yeah. Every day, you know, and the reason I don't take other people's judgment very well, well, we don't like Robert Gardner. I'm like, okay. The reason I don't take it very well is because I judge myself. Every day I get up in the morning and I'm like wiping crust. I'm a horrible morning person. <laughs> wiping crust out of my eye and I'm like, you, get off your ass and make the world a better place. The reason the world is like it is is because of you, Robert. Ain't nobody else. It's you. It's your fault. And I have coffee and I get to work. I didn't have to do a podcast today. Why do I do a podcast today? I could be off. Because I care more about building my you dream. Could be, you could be drinking beer already. Oh, I, I'd be drinking beer right now. I don't care. It's a podcast. They can't come get me for that. <laughs> the difference is I deeply, deeply care about what I do. And every day I'm like, make it a little better. Learn something new today. Like I can sit down and just as eloquently talk, talk, talk to you about ManyChat messenger bots connected to a Facebook ad as I can the brachial plexus and its effect on arm and shoulder pain. I can, I can just as eloquently go across that spectrum. That ain't normal. And it certainly is an average. <laughs> People don't like stuff that stands out. I see this all the time. This is where I kind of get the fame thing. I talk about Kanye West because people love to hate Kanye West, man. I don't know what it is about Kanye. They just do not. I, I don't pay attention. I don't know. I've heard some of his music and thought it was pretty good. Like, and they're like, well, Robert, do you like Kanye West? And I'm like, I don't know. I never met the guy. And they're like, oh, come on. And I'm like, dude, why do you think Kanye is his album? Kanye's a guy. And they're like, well, he supported Trump. And I'm like, and? Like, I don't hate all my neighbors who like Trump. Do you, have, do you really have time to sit around and spend that much time just haterade all day on people you don't know? It's like, now, if I hang out with Kanye and he's a jerk, I'll be like, that's kind of a jerk, you know? But maybe Kanye is one of the coolest guys. If I talk to Kanye, I'm like, Kanye, tell me about business. I, I want to, if I ever meet you, Kanye, we, come on my podcast. We'll talk about it. Kanye, I want you to tell me in 30 seconds how you deal with haters. And he goes, who? <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't care. It's fame. It's fame. It's like, we don't, we don't like Jennifer because yeah. she keeps doing this different thing and making videos. She thinks she's all that. Like, there's tons of that crap floating around in our industry. That that's the only thing I really regret is spending too much time spinning my wheels because Kathy in Oklahoma didn't like it. I don't even think about it, honestly. I'm busy. I've got Kids. stuff to do. I don't have time to think about what other people think about me. What I care about is my my clients and are they feeling better? Are they moving better? Are they living better? That, that's who matters. And, and here's your ad. <laughs> hey, I'm Jennifer Brooks. I'm in Yelm, Washington. I would love for you to come in and get a mat-based session with me because I want to show you how you can live a better life. Now, you ever seen a massage ad like that? Nope. And they go, whoa, you know, what the I don't hell see, was that? I don't see any of our... I don't think any of our local therapists do ads. Yeah. At least I've never seen any. Yeah. 
And if that's the kind of marketing you like and it works and it's affordable and it gets more people to see you, be interested in you, build your practice, I think it's a great way to go. Yeah. And we're yeah, talking I don't know if it's something that we necessarily need to do because we get so much through our local Facebook group, through word of mouth, through Google. Yep. I, here's what I want you I'm to sure do. There's still... I want yeah. you to run ads and get yourself booked out three months in advance. I want you to have crippling success where you go, oh shit. <laughs> and you go, raise rates, <laughs> choose the clients and like pair back. Because I need you to get certified and yeah. then start teaching what I'm doing in Washington State. Yeah. And, and that, that's my goal. Expand. Yeah. Yeah. Are you having any challenges in the business? Um, my, well, aside from, you know, I suck at video editing. We all do when we start. <laughs> Thank you, TikTok, for making that a little bit easier. I think I, like, since we move spaces, I'm finding it more challenging for me to have the confidence to say, let's record this session. And some of that comes in that now that I've got so much space, I can move my camera around to get better angles. And then I feel like I'm disrupting the massage by saying, hold on, I need to readjust the camera. So I'm only doing it with those clients that I've already got a really good rapport what, with. What camera are you using? I'm using my phone. Okay. For now, that's what I have. Go to Amazon, do some basic research, and I want you to buy three more phones and tripods. <laughs> now you have four cameras and four tripods for multiple angles, and you go record, 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 record. You don't have to move nothing. Once you get it in a good spot, you just let it record until it runs out, and now you've got video. Make sense? Yeah. Yeah, I, I started looking at some cameras that are actually cheaper than buying another phone that are specifically set up for, like, I guess they're marketed as YouTube cameras, but they, you know, like an actual video camera that's got all of the whatever, like 150 bucks. Yeah. And so I was looking at maybe getting one or two of those. Start, start small. Students always like, what kind of camera? And I'm like, dude, well, like, what do you want to do? And they're like, well, I want to make Instagram videos. And I'm like, yeah, get a, get a lav mic and like plug it into your phone. So you got a, you got a, a good microphone or whatever to pick up what you're doing. And they're like, oh, I didn't know you could do that. It's like, yeah. Like, once you start playing with the AV technology, it's really all over the map. They have to be able to start making any video. In other words, horrible video. Because how do you feel about your, your videos from one camera angle right now? Yeah. How do you feel about it? And the one, the one camera angle isn't terrible, <laughs> other than having to constantly move it around as I move. But 
if you go one camera is down low, other cameras up high, other cameras from this angle, now you got four and you go record, 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 and you don't worry about the cameras. Yeah. And now you go, holy moly, now I've got, I can put this in video editing software, have one audio signal, and then go clip, 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 clip. You, you, you cross them over and it makes like a transition scene. And you go, oh my God, now I have a video from four camera angles. You have to do a little editing, but it's like, it was shot with a phone. Fine. People can make a goddamn movie on an iPhone if they're really wanting to. Yeah. And you make it better. I mean, I could do a podcast where it was just us talking on Zoom. Why do I add graphics? Website. Social media. Because I can. Because people are like, man, this looks so professional. Like, I don't even know anybody who has a podcast. And Robert's out here talking to people. He's got graphics on the screen. He's flipping up anatomy, doing live consults. What? 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 But we learned this in school. How much video production did they cover in school? None. How much do I talk about it? A lot. And, and I'm going to pass on. This is me. I, this, is my, this is my reward as a teacher. When Kristen works on me and fucks me up, I'm like, karma. This is what you did, Robert. <laughs> you set Godzilla loose in Austin. And she's like, ah, <laughs> I'm crushing buildings. And I'm like, whoa, whoa, back off, back off a little bit. <laughs> yeah. I'm always going to pass on my flaws and foibles. Video works really well for me because I've got the gift of gab. And it allows me to let the people who like me find me. I'm occasionally like very taken aback when somebody, they take a class or they get a training or an owner hires me from some facility. And then they're like a little offended at the stuff I say. I'm like, you're not watching enough of my video. That video is designed to woo the people I really want to work with and get rid of Karens simultaneously. Karens are like, we don't like this. I'm like, okay. Good. I make video to make sure you never come to my class because I don't <laughs> want to deal with you in person. <laughs> it's like, it's just as much a warning as it is. Come on in. <laughs> More phones. $150 yeah. is nothing. That's one session. Editing software is free or can be. So what editing software do Shotcut. you, what is that called? Shotcut. Shotcut. Completely open source. A 19 year old in London in a hoodie on YouTube taught me how to use it. And I thanked him on Instagram. He was like, oh, cool, man. Yeah. And it All gave right. me enough. It's not perfect, but it gave me enough to like, oh my God, this is, it's like a new art form. This is like collage. I could take old video, new video, and a Kristen video <laughs> and stick it together and put some audio yeah. and put some graphics. Like I could do, you could do all sorts of stuff. And Shotcut is free. There's other video editing software. They've got differences. Don't be so fixated on like what kind of software. Just continue to use what you've got and build. This is why I want them to start making video with this. Because once they make video with this, it's getting them comfortable on screen. So when they get the good camera, ooh. When they get, oh, multicam, ooh. Oh, wow, we can live stream? I'm like, yeah. Tons, tons of options. Tons of yeah. options. It's uh, definitely how you eat an elephant, one bite at a time. 
The whole reason my business has grown and continues to evolve the way it is, is very consistent and like, make it better. Every day, make it better. I spent hours this morning uploading video, writing a title, writing description, getting it ready to post, scheduling stuff. I'm still, it's, it's been like two years. Business manager on Facebook is a, a behemoth of just a monstrosity of annoyance to me because I'm still trying to figure out how to use it. And I just think I finally cracked it enough where I went, oh. But if you don't know how to use the software, it's overwhelming, right? Yeah. Like the first time you look at Shotcut or whatever video editing software, you can be like, oh man, what did I? But once you know, it's like click, 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 click. It's just like Facebook. The reason people use Facebook Live is you just put your phone on a tripod and press a button. Facebook's done the work for us. Once you start yeah. having to click buttons and using multiple pieces of software, it starts to get kind of weird very fast. For sure. It's why you like TikTok, because the editing software is kind of inside the app. It, yeah, it's inside the app, and it just it makes things a lot easier. You have everything right there, and there's very minimal, you know, like, tutorials that you need in order to use it where some of the other editing apps that I've used that come with the iPhone they're just hours of tutorials that you need in order to put something decent together TikTok just makes it easy kind of I like easy yeah what kind of camera do I use what kind of computer do I get I'm like you just use what you got and keep building. Kristen and I have, have regular debates because she's an iPhone user. And I'm like, yeah, Apple products. Because <laughs> I'm, 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 I'm Android. Get a, yeah, like, okay, Apple, you're a cool company, but get out of my face. I got shit to do. Like, your shit doesn't integrate with other stuff, and you're fighting me, and they got to have different software to do stuff. And, you know, she can't yeah. use her iPhone to download a link from a Google Drive for videos that I made for her. And I'm like, Kristen, we're not having this conversation. Like I gave you a computer, go to your computer, download the videos and up, oh, it's so much work. <laughs> yeah, and you know, that's, that's the problem I have with the iPhone is as much as I love it and I find it easy to use, it is to compare it to table massage, restrictive. Where it, this, Doing this video and doing the editing and stuff actually has me considering making that switch to an Android. And I don't use Apple products well enough to know. I know that the cameras that I see on iPhones are really good. I think that the camera and the video quality from iPhones are, are really, really good. It's time for me to update. Like my uh, Android is an S9 Plus. Uh, it's a little bit older. It's probably time for a new one. I mean, we're talking about an industry that makes no video. If you just make hundreds of crappy videos, you're way ahead of the curve. Very true. And, and you'll laugh at those videos later. But every day, I'm like, I go back. Listen, for inspiration, I watch two things. I go back and watch my first video to see how horrible it was. And then I watch Winnebago Man on YouTube. And when I watch Winnebago Man, I'm like, yep, there you go. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> The guy, do you know what I'm talking about, Winnebago Man? Do you know what I'm talking about? I've 
No, I've never heard of Winnebago Man. <laughs> I'll post it in the group later so you can watch it. Winnebago Man is like when like cameras were evolving in probably the late 70s. And this guy's shooting promo reels for Winnebago's. He's like a Winnebago salesman. And he's got some like 15-year-old kid <laughs> doing the lighting and shit. It's like, he's like, it's like somebody took all the outtakes where he's cursing and pissed off and they stitched it together and created a pre-internet like viral thing where people were copying this VHS tape for people. And when I get frustrated when I'm making video, I go watch it because he's like, He's waving a towel. He's like, God damn flies. <laughs> Just losing his mind. <laughs> but the more you look at it, you're like, oh, because he was just so frustrated about like, I got to shoot the video and he flubs his line. <laughs> like the, the door won't come open on the Winnebago. <laughs> it's just a nightmare, but it always makes me laugh about video production. And all the stuff that goes into it. A lot of AV nerds know it immediately as soon as I mention it. <clears throat> and for me, a lot of the video production, I mean, I continue to work at it to make it better. Better audio quality, video quality, graphics, that sort of thing. I just try to have fun. Like, students come in, we'll do the time and size jam. Kristen or Danielle will get like, oh, I'm kind of nervous, I don't... You know, like, I don't really know my anatomy so well. And I'm like, the anatomy's on screen. See where it says deltoid? Press number one. And they're like, but I don't know the origin. I'm like, the public doesn't know the origin insertion of deltoid either. They're just going to be amazed that you put deltoid on the goddamn screen while you were working. <laughs> like, that's, that's rock star shit. You are a rock star. I don't know origin insertion of like anterior, middle, posterior deltoid. Like I have to go look it up on Google. You say deltoid, press a button and deltoid comes up on screen. That covers a whole lot of bases. Yeah. Have fun. Show them who you are. They go, oh, but like my makeup isn't done. And, you know, I gained weight and I got to wear black because, you know, it's going to cover up my weight gain. And I'm like, listen. I'm fat, old, covered in moles. My hair's splayed out. I'm thinning hair in the front. I curse, you know, like just doc. Like I'll literally have a blemish. Be like, look at this blemish. Why? Why do I gotta have a blemish on the day I'm shooting a video? This is bullshit. And then carry on right with the review. And here's what happens: people are so happy that I'm a real person. And that is what I can't give your clients. They right. want Jennifer Brooks. And sometimes Jennifer Brooks is headed up to here with the kids. <laughs> <laughs> and people go, wow, she's a real mom just like me. And they feel closer to you. Yeah. yeah. In fact, I think one of our top TikTok videos has our four-year-old interrupting as we're trying to like show self-stretch on the, uh, the pecs. And he's just like... Jumping in front of the camera and running around and like, look what I can do. And we're like, Charlie, Charlie, come on. We're trying to film this video. But that's got <laughs> the most views on TikTok. Why? Because it's our kid being a kid and us being parents. And here's it's, what it is. It's relatable. It's personality. The, I tell the students, it's weird. The, the flaws are what people notice. The errors. When I... 
I, I try to say some brachio. God, what is that muscle? God damn it. And I continue on. They relate to that so much more than, well, it's brachioradialis and it connects along the greater tubercle of the humerus and the, you know, it's like, that's dry. When I mess stuff up and like, I have no idea what I'm talking about. <laughs> People relate to that. To me, when I looked at your social media earlier, because I had to grab the, the links to put up the graphics, I saw it looked like you kissing the kid and then your husband holding the other kid. And I'm like, immediately is like i'm like real people with real families and real real issues that little video where they're like hey am i jumping out from the screen <laughs> i would use that as the ad because people are like it's just like tiktok right you tested the audience the yeah. audience loves the audience loves stuff. kids personality <laughs> They're using perfection as an excuse. Well, I want to make sure my stuff is perfect. And I'm like, you want to be perfect in the era of TikTok? You're just afraid of people's judgment. People are losers. Anybody who'd spend time writing negative comments, Sally Bong rips 420 okay at yahoo.com. <laughs> Who cares what she thinks? Yeah. They're so afraid of like, oh, but people are going to judge me. And I'm like, yes. And, and I hate to say this, but you want people to judge you because your haters are going to promote your work and more people are going to see it. You can't produce anything and everybody's going to like it. I, I think Bob yeah. Ross is a cool guy. I watch him. Uh, I watch his show, I learned tons about painting stuff. I don't know about wet on wet technique. Did everybody like Bob Ross? No, there were, there were probably artists who were like, screw Bob Ross. That's not real painting. That's the deal. Yeah. You can't do anything without somebody eventually not liking it. You're like, well, I, I want it to be perfect. And I'm like, no. Is your body work ever perfect? The sessions ever perfect? Is the video ever going to be perfect? No. I'm, af I'm afraid of what's going to happen. It's 2021. What happens in 2030, nine years from now, by the way? 2030. And you're a massage therapist and you don't make video. Do you even exist in the marketplace? Potentially not. I'm like, dude, I'm running four camera angles teaching live online, and I'm, I'm told, well, we can't learn online. And I'm like, hey, guys, well, we're going to use our elbow on steroids. <laughs> I'm like, I don't, because I can engage and try to have a debate, but that's not going to win them over. You just got to show them. If yeah. you keep showing people what you do, it's going to allow people to choose you and they're going to relate that you like coffee and they're going to relate that you like magic and they're going to relate that you're married and they're going to relate that you have kids and they're going to relate that you garden or whatever it is that's floating through your social media. And then they're like, she's my therapist. Then the work is done. Yeah. When students don't want to make video, 
especially because we have a mat-based close-on discipline. That's where things really shifted for me. Once I understood that, once I really saw it, I was like, dude, what the hell have you been doing? And I went, nobody taught me about social media. I'm 44 years old. I had to figure it out. I didn't know what YouTube was. Mm -hmm. Facebook, Facebook was just some thing. I go back and look at old Facebook posts and horror. I'm like, dude, what were you doing? And I'm like, I wasn't oh using God, Facebook for business. Facebook wasn't business. Facebook was like how my friends communicated with me. Yeah. Yeah, learning, learning the social media, I feel like in our generation is a lot harder, especially Why? when it comes up, you know, people talking about like, you were talking about Discord and Snapchat, and I'm like, let's use it to chat, but I, I'd never heard of it, and... I know Snapchat's been around for a while, but I get on there and I'm like, what the hell do you do with this? Do you just take selfies and send them to people? I don't like taking selfies. I'm not a selfie person. This this is not this is not gonna work for me. And that's kind of how I felt about TikTok too, is trying to figure out how to navigate the for you page and, and get the things showing up that you actually are interested in and uh, learning the hashtags and then you got to learn how to do the video and be on video. I'm like, ugh, video, ugh. But now I'm doing it. And I just have to stop thinking about how I perceive myself to look on video and just, I just do it and post it and I don't think about it anymore. My, my shift, and I've told Kristen this, there's a big shift that happened for me when I realized that this was a tool for production, not consumption. This is a production tool, not a consumption tool. I could have just as easily had this consult with you and not recorded it. Why do I record it? Make a, make a podcast, make a video. Cut it, cut it into chunks and make 12 videos out of the hour video. Um, well, one, it's production for you. It's advertisement for you. But when you break it up into those chunks for the person that does use the phone as a tool of consumption, the smaller pieces with our short attention spans, that's going to... You know, you get that 15 seconds, you've caught their attention, that you've got their, and then they can on. I'm using it to entertain people and educate people. And I go, wow, we're not releasing enough video. And they're like, dude, are you insane? Like you already release, I'm like, no, we need like three videos a day on every platform. And they're like, oh my God. That's you, a lot. Are you serious? And I'm like, my marketplace is only limited to this planet. Because this is the only planet that we currently have people living on. That's a pretty big market. I'm not located. Yeah. 
just in Austin anymore. Like there are subscribers in Latvia and the Netherlands and Spain and Argentina and Laos. You know, it's like you draw people into your message and, and keep building. I have a vested interest, like more video. It's worked thus far, and I assume it will continue to work. Yeah. It allows more people to choose me. It allows me to cross-promote cross with your business. And when these videos are cut, all I have to do is upload them to Google Drive and go, here you go, Jennifer, here's your copies. Enjoy. Yeah. If I talk to therapists right now oh, about video wow. production in the subscribers group, Oh, it's overwhelming. If I tell the subscribers in the group, hey, guys, you need to start a podcast. They're like, what the hell does a podcast have to do with? I'm like, it goes in people's ear. They can listen to it while they're in the shower or in the car. Yeah. You got to get up and go? Yep, yep. It's that time. Cool. So any closing thoughts? And then it doesn't help that my video keeps breaking out. So. Oh, it's fine. Tech, tech problems. They'll relate to us more. Any closing thoughts? I'm going to go back to that, that first thought. Don't be your own roadblock. <laughs> Don't get in your way. Don't get in your own way. And so, wonderful things will happen. Thank you guys much for tuning in. You can check out mattmagic.com. You can find Jennifer Brooks and there on her social media. I'll see you guys again soon. Thank you so much for coming on, Jennifer, and chatting with me. I'll talk to you very, very soon. Yeah.